What is up, everybody? This is DWC episode 18. This is the last episode of the regular season, and we'll get into the playoffs for next week. But there's still a lot of great games um, that are happening this week that are a lot of deciders on who's making the playoff picture for the wild card or not. Some division division leans are still up for grabs. So even though this is like one of the worst weeks to bet. It could still you could still make a good profit because a lot of these games matter to a lot of the teams that are playing them. Um, just a little shout out for us. This is our first sponsored stream. Um, this crazy season two, uh, nearing the end of season two, and we got our first sponsor. Um, our sponsor is Win Streaks. This is a free app. Um, totally free. You do not have to deposit any money um, at all. All you do is you log on and you make an account. And for and it starts from Sunday to Saturday. It's a week by week thing. What you do is you have five picks. You and it's you know NHL, college football, college basketball, NBA, NFL. Uh, we're gonna mainly be doing the NFL stuff. And what you do is you just pick winners. You pick the winner of a game and roll on to Monday. And you do the same thing up until Saturday. Uh, it'll count all your points for that week. And based on the leaderboards, I think it's of 100 people. You get paid depending on where you end up if you're in the leaderboard. Um, so we're going to be sending out our referral code. You guys can join us, or if you already have the app, just go to groups, search up DWC. The invite code is DWC, all caps, DWNC. So join our group, make the picks. Let's be one of the best groups out there and get some dubs. Um, it's easy. Literally takes less than three minutes. Um, if that, you're just making picks and... You just shut it off. It's completely, like I said, completely free. It's great for the people that um, maybe just getting into gambling and don't want to start spending some of their money, or people that just like the slow, the slow pace. Don't have to watch uh, for props or anything. You just picking winners. Um, so I like it. I use it every day. Hopefully, I can get up into that leaderboard and start making some money because there are a lot of players and they're really good. So. Um, you need to get up into that leaderboard, and hopefully our group can, and we can start making some money. So yeah, the app is called Win Streaks. Uh, when I post the episode on Twitter, I will also link uh, the Win Streaks. I'll link the referral code, and I will tag them, so you guys can make sure you follow their Twitter, follow their Instagram, um, and yeah, we'll talk about it later with our picks. We have we're gonna have a little. Uh, thing we're going to do our picks and then we're going to do some some of the picks will have the win streak logo we're like hey you should uh you should listen to our advice and pick pick these winners if we you know if we lose don't you know don't don't shoot us bro anything can happen on the on the sunday but uh hopefully like i said our group can do well and get some money for you guys and yeah, that's about it. We're going to go ahead and, oh, my bad. You can make sure you listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Um, 
next season. We will be still on Spotify and Apple, but we'll also be on YouTube um, doing our uh, live stream of the episode so you guys can pop in, chat, and whatnot, and see our beautiful faces. But other than that, let's go ahead and get into the noteworthy games of the week. Um, first one we got is the Lions at the Cowboys. And See, a very, is... very controversial ending. Yeah, th- this is why you got to start writing down your intro. <laughs> <laughs> that way you won't forget to shout anyone out. <laughs> um, yeah, this game was, ah, man, the ending was wild. I mean, to our point, we didn't even think Jared Goff would lead a drive at the end of that game. Yeah to score and put themselves in that position. So shout out Jared Goff. We did shit on him on Twitter for that. Yeah. <laughs> we backtracked a little bit as back, the game backtrack. unfolded. But, yeah, after hearing, I mean, I have, the, I have the same sort of feeling with the Lions that I do with the Browns is that they're going to fuck up somehow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when I was watching it, I was like, oh, there it is. And it was that illegal shift or whatever. But – Obviously, we don't know the full picture until after the game, and then the coaches speak about it. The refs, the NFL comes out with a comment. Everything I've gathered and sitting on it for the past like week or so is that the refs definitely messed this up. So I feel terrible for the Lions, and I've been shitting on the Lions all year because that really was a huge game in terms of seeding yeah. in the playoffs. So. That is very unfortunate how that unfolded for the Lions. But at the same time, they should not be yapping (laughs) about, oh, I can't wait to see Dallas again. We already proved that we can basically beat them at their place, so we're not scared to go back there. Like, I get it. I get it. You deserve this win, but come on. Like, that's getting a little ahead of yourself. You still have to win in the first round of the playoffs to even see the Cowboys. Yeah, um, this is tough. I mean, tough loss. Clearly, the refs fucked up, and it was super annoying that they're doubling down on it. I'm like, bro, I know these are two, you know, you you look up, these are two humongous white boys, right? But I'm pretty sure I can tell the difference between the number 68 and the number 70. Um Two numbers, the both the numbers are not alike at all. Um, yeah. Taylor Decker is covered in fucking tattoos. Number 70 is not. All you got to do is look up. You know what I mean? And the reason why 70 was walking over there was to confuse Dallas on who is, like, who's going to be going out for the pass. Because usually, if you look over and you see a big-ass motherfucking lineman Go over to the ref, you're like, oh, he's probably going to check in for eligible. So it's to confuse Dallas. It had worked. They were confused. Decker was wide open. Touchdown, game should, I mean, two-point conversion game should have been over. It wasn't over. Flag, terrible. Um, like you said, the, the main thing I got from this isn't even about the Lions and the Cowboys. It's about how the NFL has just been shielding and allowing referee mediocrity in the NFL for way too long. Yeah, it's annoying. Some of these guys have just been in there way too long. And, yeah, you're going to fuck up as a ref. That's fine. But, bro, like, you can't fuck that up. 
He literally came over to you and told you, I'm eligible. There's no other reason for that that tackle to be talking to you. He's not yeah. gonna ask you. Oh, what do you, what are your plans for later tonight? <sighs> like, we're they're not gonna fucking talk to you like that. So huge fuck up. But my thing about this <laughs> is like I, it's and it's it's annoying when you're like, and I'm just speaking solely on a better of football and an enjoyer of football. That you're like, oh, this is going to be a great game. The game was kind of mid. And the most exciting part was Jared Goff leading that drive. Um, yeah. And this is, this is, this is when you, you, you got too much dip on your chip, Dan Campbell. How many times did this thing get called back for whatever reasons? And you're still going for it? I get the like, yo, we're going to go for the win. We're going to go for the win. But I like that third time. I'm like, all right. Let's just go to OT, bro. <laughs> like, and heard, it, it, uh, it literally is a flip of the coin. I mean, regardless, you know, whoever, which are in in the regular season, whichever offense goes on, usually is the one to win. Yeah, he went to. Uh, he was on the radio, I think, yesterday or something, uh, and the people asked him about the call on obviously about the refs first, but then they asked like, even after the penalty, like. Do you regret going for the two point when you were from the seven yard line? And then Dan Campbell got real defensive about it. <laughs> hey, he was funny. He was like, "Go yeah. ahead, ask. Go ahead. He's, yeah, hey. go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead and ask. Go say yeah. what you want to say." He's like, "Say it how you would tell anyone else." <laughs> and then what did the guy end up saying? He said something. He was, like, he's like, like, "I think the call was off." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was fucking crying listening to that, but I mean, I get it. Well, he did ask a dumb question before that to Dan. He was like, what if it was a holding penalty in your past, like, 15 yards out? He's like, no. He's like, of course I wouldn't go for that. But um, I understand the concept of it and the reason reason for it. But, like, after all that randomness happened, just take the shit to OT. Yeah. Clearly but, God is trying to do you a favor. Yeah, that's that's how I saw it at least. Other than that, like this game, I don't. The thing about this game that made it so awful to me is that neither of these teams could convert a third down, and it was like the Lions were four of thirteen. The Cowboys were fifty percent, so that wasn't that bad. But the the Lions were four of thirteen, and I felt like Ben Johnson and Mike McCarthy called a terrible third down like game like play calling was yeah I, I was like what is happening it was like they would stall their own drive because of their play calling not necessarily because of the players yeah I and mean, it just it was pissing me off the entire game i was like these are two high-powered offenses and we're deciding to run on third and three and and like screen passes on third and th i'm like mm -hmm. what is going on why are we going sideline to sideline on third and three or third and two, or third and short. It made zero sense to me, and I think yeah. that's the reason this game was so boring until the absolute like until the Lions absolutely needed to score. Yeah, I mean, this is not a good trend to be having, especially going into the playoffs. Because like in the beginning, I was like, I mean, we all know Ben Johnson; he's a great offensive mind, and then Mike McCarthy was in his bag a little bit. I was like, holy shit. 
And then you just watching this game, you're like, bro, what are you clock management? Oh my holy shit. Yeah, it is really like you see it a lot more if you pay attention, you see it a lot more than you don't. Like it is truly a hidden art to have good clock management. Because when you like when when it gets out of hand, because I obviously Mike McCarthy, but I think um Pete Carroll doesn't have good clock management either. We'll talk about the game uh, later, but I was like, dude, like, y'all are just letting seconds go by, bro. And yeah, I mean, that's really, been, it really matters a lot. That's been McCarthy's biggest knock as a head coach, I think, from the fan perspective and within the league is his clock management is not good, and it never has gotten better. Yeah. So, I mean, he gave them a whole extra, like, minute at the end yeah. of that game. Because of his incompetence. So I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. But I mean, all in all, two teams that yap a lot. Um, <sighs> and it's like, oh, bro, we'll see him in the playoffs. We'll see him in the playoffs. You need to worry about who you're playing. Yeah. They're going to have Matt Stafford come into their place. That's the last thing I would want as a Lions fan. Yeah. Yeah. It is not. Not something you want. Uh, not uh, like, not that he's not mad at the Lions organization, but in the sense of revenge game, um, yeah, it's not someone you want to go up against in the playoffs. Them and the Bear, not the Bears, the Bills, are two people I do not want to see get in the playoffs. They can make some fucking noise, but get shit for the Cowboys. Uh, they are currently. Number two, and we're going to talk about the next game on why they're number two. Going to go into the Cardinals and the Eagles. The Cardinals won 35 to 31. Hey, shout out the Cardinals, man. They won me a fantasy championship. Kyler Murray, James Conner, they put up a solid like 50 points for me. Shout out those two. I've always been a Cardinals hater. Um, since last year when I predicted them to win what less than seven, five, yeah, five, less than seven, seven games or something, yeah. Um, but for some reason this year I've been kind of on the Cardinals train. I think more or less it was Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury. I think I was like, I'm this guy is just not going to be a good coach in the NFL, and I wanted to be right about that. So I think that's why I was kind of laying it on the Cardinals last year. I kind of like Gannon. I'm not gonna lie. These, yeah. uh, his team is kind of feisty, and we knew when Kyler came back that it would be a completely different – it would be like facing a completely different team. Yeah. So for the teams that have had to play the Cardinals in this last, like, five-stretch, five-game stretch that also were trying to get into the playoffs, it's rough out here. Because <laughs> yeah. after this game, I mean, you could you could see it the very first game Kyler came back, but – and the Eagles' defense is not like the back end of their defense is rough to watch anyway. So it was like a perfect storm. But you could see Kyler in the first game he was back that um, that he was he still had it somewhat, right? Mm-hmm. He just needed to get back to game speed and progressions and all that. This game, I think, was kind of his like "I am back" type of game, and that's how I saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's moving around with his feet. 
He's finding the open receiver. All around making plays, I was like, this is perfect. And it sucks the Eagles had to face him at this point because what's worse for a back-end group that's not very good than a mobile QB Yeah, that can also throw the ball. So <laughs> it was the perfect storm for the Eagles, I think. Shout-out the Cardinals. They're fighting until the end. Yeah, shout-out the Cardinals. Not real. Um, they beat my team. Um and I knew, I knew once Kyler came back. I'm a Kyler fan. I think Kyler uh, can be a top ten quarterback easily in this game. Um, it's all it was to me. It was all about the work ethic. And I think Gannon, I think Gannon has done a, a lot better job than Kings um, Barry on locking Kyler in. Um, I also was skeptical on Gannon. Uh, quick shout out to uh, Isaiah Morgan. I was talking shit about his coach. I think you guys have one. Um, but yeah, Kyler did his thing, man. Uh, it is really, it is really special when you know, like, like, all right, the franchise quarterback is coming back and he can take the field and command the field. Um, the only bad thing on the Cardinals doing this is I think you guys just lost out on Marvin Harrison. (laughs) That's, that's about it. Cause they're sitting at four right now. Um, obviously the, the first two picks should probably be quarterback unless the bears don't trade out of their position and get a wide receiver. Um, so they really needed Marvin. I think Marvin and Kyler would have been amazing. Um, but Marvin's been buddies with DJ Moore and Justin Fields. So. Chicago could pick him. I don't know what Chicago's going to do if I'm Chicago. I'm trading down. But, um, yeah, the Eagles, this is the worst time to, I mean, they're, like, completely unraveling. It was like a start of the snowball. And now you guys are sitting at five instead of two. You were at one at one point, and then you went to two, and now you're at five. The slide is unreal. Um, I don't know what's going to happen if if you guys. I mean, if both teams win, the Eagles are still at five. So I don't know. We will to be determined on who you guys face in the playoffs. But I mean, if you lose, man, this is just a catastrophe. I mean, if the if the Eagles are one and done, would you start thinking like yo, Nick Sirianni? Might have to go. Well, I mean, there's been reports that there's going to be a shakeup in the NFC East, like unexpected shakeup. The only thing I can see there that would be considered unexpected um, would be either Dable getting fired after year two, even though his year one went super well, or Nick Sirianni gone after two 10-win seasons. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Those are realistically the only two things that I'd be like, oh, my God, that's surprising. Like, yeah. if, if Mike McCarthy got fired, I'd be like, Jerry Jones switches coaches and his opinion on people like fucking a flip of the coin. So yeah. I don't think that one would be weird. And then yeah. who's the other? The commanders. We know they're going to be looking for a coach. If Rivera yeah. gets fired, I'd be like, thank God. Yeah. More than, that's oh, funny. my God, that's crazy. That's <laughs> a shock. And then Rivera gets fired. I'm like, bro, this is something that needed to be happening. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the Eagles came off. Uh, they won a Super Bowl, and then the following year they went what seven and nine, and then fired mm-hmm. Doug Peterson. So, if there is any 
owner who is volatile towards coaches, even winning successful coaches, it's probably the Eagles owner. So if they, especially who they lose to, depending on if they lose to the NFC South winner, can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Like Philly fans, I mean, they're restless over there. So I can definitely see Sirianni being gone. And I mean, the drop-off is significant. Like the wins, not necessarily, but the production from both sides of the ball. Like how much of it was Sirianni and how much of it was Steichen and Gannon. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I I think it's possible he gets fired. Yeah. It's insane to say, but yes. See, my thing is, like, if he gets fired, is it weird to say I don't see people glamoring for him? Like, Sirianni would not be on my, like, oh. Coach list. No, I don't think that's weird. I don't think he would be on a lot of people's short list at all. See, then isn't that the issue? <laughs> like, you, you'd want a coach that other, other people want. Yeah, I think more or less, I, um, I think he'd go back to being like a coordinator or something and then work his way back up to head coach. The hell does he coordinate? He was an offensive coordinator at one point, wasn't he? Dude, I have no idea. Or he helped, uh, Frank Wright called plays, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what he'd be doing, bro. Deadass, he's just a meme to me. Like, when they're <laughs> doing good, flex the muscles. When they're doing bad, nowhere to be found. I'm, I'm, I'm asking Jalen Hurts to give me movie quotes. <laughs> but when they're winning, he's right up on that fucking screen shaking his head like, let's fucking go. Yeah, he was the Colts' offensive coordinator from 2018 to 2020. Man. I'd be looking at him when they cut the camera to him, and I'd be like, bro, what is he doing? I don't know. I don't know. But like I said, I mean, it's an issue. I mean, if he is to be fired, I don't even, like, I don't even know if I'd give him a coordinator job, man. Like, I mean, he's... The thing about him is his record. Like, you you are what your record is, right? So even yeah. if he gets fired, it's the same thing that happened to Peterson. Like, he'll immediately find another job. It just depends on if it's a head coach or not. He'll be yeah, a coordinator somewhere. Doug Peterson, like, like Ducky is Ducky nice. I just don't know what the is he. Is going on. I don't. I, I don't. Shit, know we can talk about. We I don't. Can, I don't know what's going on with Jacksonville. Dead we, ass. We can talk about the Jaguars going one and five to end the year. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the Jaguars, bro. Honestly, I don't like. I don't know if it's like the Jags or Trevor Lawrence or Peterson. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. They were doing so well. <laughs> They're doing so well, and then that's what ha- hey, that's what happens when you make fun of the fucking terrible towel, bro. You get bad luck. They've been two and four since they fucking wiped their butts with it. Yeah, I mean that that kind of shit happens in the NFL, man. You, once once the ball's rolling, man, it's so hard to stop that shit. Yeah, but. Hopefully the Eagles turn around, man. I love Jalen Hurts. Uh, 
But I mean, this is this is what happens when you have a star-studded offense. It's different if you have a star-studded offense and then you're just winning shootouts because your defense is so bad and you're hiring fucking Amazon workers. But when your offense isn't scoring enough points and your defense is bad, this is tough. Because, I mean, the Cardinals put 35. I mean, and Kyler threw a pick six. So (laughs) it should have been worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So unless you like the Ravens and can score fifty six every night, you're gonna lose games, especially in um the playoffs where you're gonna meet better defenses. It's gonna it's gonna be tough. There's always a top team that's one and done, and I don't know what team it's gonna be. There's multiple chance. There's multiple teams that it could be, and I don't know which one it's gonna be. But let's go ahead and go to the Saints and Buccaneers. Saints won twenty-three to thirteen. Um, oh, we just need. Yeah, baby. I think we just need to look at like this is easily the worst division in like picks wise, oh, right? Easily, like we cannot figure out. Besides, we know the Panthers will lose. Even then, they've beaten fucking. They've beaten other teams, and I'm like. I'm looking at this shit and I'm like, man, even when, right when I'm confident about a team winning in the NFC South, they just fucking blow it. Yes, sir. And it's um, not like it's not like a close. Like they'll just, I'm just like, bro, y'all are ass. The one time I just tune into an NFC South matchup, I'm like, man, both of these teams. It's going to be, it's wild that one of these teams in this division is going to be the four seed. Listen, man, I can talk about this for days. And I said it last podcast episode when we were making picks. I said, and I, I can't quote it exactly, but I know I said something along the lines of, I'm going to pick the Buccaneers for this game. But I would not be surprised if Baker shits down his leg in a must-win clinching scenario (laughs) game against a division (laughs) rival. And honestly, he shit down his leg the entire game until the fourth quarter. It was, I think at halftime he had 50 yards and he, he had like three completions at halftime. And they hadn't scored. They didn't even score until the fourth quarter. Now, he made up a lot of the yardage, and he had, I think, two touchdowns, one touchdown in the – Yeah. Yeah, two. Two. So he had he had two picks in the first half, and then he had – let me – I wonder if I can get the splits on this because it was bad. I mean, he ended up with 309 yards and two touchdowns, but I swear to God he got all – he got like 240 of it in the second half and both of his touchdowns in the second half, which is like good that he came – or, I mean, in the fourth, like, obviously he built up the yardage in the second half, but in the fourth quarter he had majority of it, and he had both touchdowns in the fourth quarter, which is great. You're like, oh, he, he did well in the fourth quarter, like when it mattered the most. Well, guess what? They were already down 20 to nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, him, him coming alive in the fourth quarter doesn't move me at all because he put them in that position to lose in the first place. So I'm just like... 
This is exactly what I saw at the Browns. And I honestly just looked it up. His records against 500 teams his entire career. And this only goes to 2021, so I'm sure there's, it's worse than this. But he's 7-21 from 2018 to 2021 against plus 500 teams in the NFL. That is not a good record to have at all. No. And the reason we're talking about this game is because now the Buccaneers losing a home game to the Saints last week puts them in another must-win situation this week. But they're so lucky that they get to play the worst team in football this week. And I'm telling you right now, if this man Baker loses this game, I don't want to ever fucking hear Baker and Browns in the same fucking conversation ever again. (laughs) Ever again. And I'm talking to you, Deuce. Not one more time. This is funny how full circle you have been on this. Like, I can still remember the days you, sword in hand, fighting off a plethora of armies of Baker. And now, how how does it feel to have that weight lifted off your shoulders? Yeah, it was... Having to hold on. It was really... uh... It was like that Game of Thrones meme of Jon Snow standing there and the whole (laughs) army comes after him. Because, like, I mean, I'm going to defend the players on my favorite team. That's what I'm going to do. Baker, and I've always given Baker credit for something. He's always either bounced back or he's always – and he's always been inconsistent. That's that's his biggest problem for me, and he he underachieved against the better teams in the NFL. So when we – were presented with the option to move on, we did, which makes complete sense. And I can talk about, you could argue that his injury screwed him over. I agree to a certain extent, but like Baker is who he is and it's shown. He's had a long enough career in the NFL that he isn't changing or becoming elite. And anyone that thinks he is, it's just not just didn't watch him at the Browns because what he's doing at Tampa Bay this year is the same thing he did when we made the playoffs in 2020. He had some really bad losses and he probably only had like one or two good wins, but we still made, we still ended up making the playoffs, but it's just like, he's never going to be consistent enough to be relied on to win anything important in this league. And he's won you in your last playoff game. Yeah. And he was, he did. And the game started out 21 nothing before the Steelers even stepped on the field. <laughs> yeah, it was ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the kind of issue here. I mean, it's different than, you know, people just never giving this guy a chance. I mean, he did have Freddie Kitchens and um, who am I blanking on? Who am I blanking on? Who was your other coach? Hugh, Hugh Jackson. Jackson. Okay. Hugh Jackson. Horrible. Just like horrible. You know, like that is that is one of the worst things that you can give somebody. Um, which, I mean, they were the Browns were the first pick for a reason. You know what I mean? So it's tough when to have that humility. And I'm saying this about the Browns, but the, this will be for other 
organizations, the Steelers organization, we will have to figure this out. This is a tough thing to put your pride aside and go, it is okay. We drafted this guy number one, and we fucking missed. And it's and that, okay. And, like, let me just say, like, that, that right there is something teams, like, even upper management and fans cannot get behind at all to say that you missed, right? Like, you mm-hmm. missed on um, a draft pick or the number one pick. And ultimately, I've always said that Baker, he didn't live up to his, I mean, what are actual positional value standards in a draft, right? The number mm-hmm. one pick you expect to be like, oh, he's the best player in the draft, right? Well, that is rarely the case ever. Now, Baker's expectations were a lot higher than, say, what, Josh Rosen's mm-hmm. at, when he got drafted at 9, 10 or something. Um, but ultimately, I think Baker, to me, since we've had zero to none QB play that I cared about my entire life, to me, he exceeded and lived up to his expectations as the Browns quarterback. Yeah. And those are, those are like, and I'll forever be grateful for him for that. He, he is a part of the change in culture to the Browns and he always will be. He'll always be remembered as the QB that led us to the playoffs one in the first time in like 20 something years. He will always be that guy. But like you said, you gotta you gotta take a step back and realize that that was only the beginning, and that was our peak, right? With Baker, mm-hmm. a first round win, we'll probably lose in the divisional round, and that's another reason why I will never be mad at the Browns for taking a huge risk on Deshaun Watson because at one point in time, this man was a top three QB in the league, which is some some talent we've never had before at that position. So I can't, I literally cannot get mad at the Browns for taking that risk and taking on that cap hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense to me as like a fan. And like I said, Baker, he will always have a special place in my heart, but he is not going to win you anything major in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, the tough thing about that kind of stuff is literally it's, I mean, that's what the giants are in right now. Like, if you're if it's your pick, you know, do you choose a quarterback? Do you choose a quarterback next year? I mean, you gave Daniel Jones all this fucking money. The Bron I mean, the Broncos are doing it right now. They're probably gonna release Russell Wilson. Like that shit is tough. You have to be ready for this rebuild. Like you have to tell your fans, like, yo, we're cooked for like the next couple of years. Um, so it's gotta, it's gonna be tough. You gotta align when to get that bridge quarterback, um, and align when, uh, you know, a generational quarterback or a great quarterback's coming out of the league. Um, but I mean, if you look at the stats, I mean, Baker three for 300 yards, two touchdowns, but most of that shit was garbage shit. I mean, he put him, he put them in a hole early. Yeah, and, I mean, the the Saints are going to do nothing but run the clock out. I mean, once and that's all you that's all you need to do as a team if you're facing someone that has thrown, you know, interception and put the team in a hole early. You just run the clock, 
and that's what leads to a boring ass game. I mean, the Buccaneers did not score a point until the fourth quarter. Like it was already twenty to zero going into the fourth quarter. I mean, that's 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 not winning formula. And the ass thing about this is if, and I mean, this is a this is a not. I'm not gonna say like obviously this is one of the better QB drafts this year, but in t- in terms of volume, there's a lot of QBs coming out. So. The Buccaneers are going to have to make a decision on, because um, right right now, I mean, they're not. They might have to trade up or something. Um, but th- there's a lot of good quarterbacks. Quarterbacks could fall. Um, and some teams could decide not to choose a quarterback. I mean, the Giants, they could choose a quarterback or they could draft uh, Malik Neighbors. I mean, you know, you never know what teams are going to do now. So... This is almost ass. This, it's just the NFC South is just frustrating because, you know, you have a team um, elsewhere, the Rams, you know, yeah. the, uh, the Bills, the fucking Texans, the Colts, the Steelers, these teams that are fucking clawing to get a fucking spot. It's the same thing in, 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 in you know, they're trying to get a spot and they have to rely on teams losing and trying to beat other teams, and he just... So one of these teams, I mean, the NFC South is just going to walk into that fourth... Um, that fourth spot. They should really change it. They're going to get fucking boat race. It should go by record. Um, they need to go by, re- like, best record. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then, like, divisions... Keep the divisions for scheduling purposes only, right? Mm-hmm. Technically, you still have a disadvantage there because I guess they couldn't do that. The competitive advantage would still be that if the NFC South does have a really good team for once, they'd be playing everyone that's horrible twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they'd have to figure that out. But you somehow figure out the divisions to keep it as a scheduling reason because it's too hard to just pick random games every year for every yeah. team to play. Or I guess you could just keep the conference conferences and then do it that way, scheduled by conference instead of uh, out of conference. But, um, God, what was I saying? But, yeah, it should definitely go by record because there's going to be, in the AFC, there's going to be two teams at the fifth and sixth seed to have 11 wins, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's going to be... The Browns, who have 11 wins, maybe 12 wins. They might have 12 wins and be a wild card team. And then the Dolphins or Bills, one of those two will have 11 wins. Um, the NFC just has one, which would be the Eagles. Maybe not the Eagles. Who knows? But it just seems stupid that the team, like the Jaguars, the AFC South and the NFC South, yes, South, are both like, I would say the AFC South's better probably but they're still like mid, right? (laughs) And they shouldn't deserve a home playoff game at all. And that's really what it comes down to because like when you get a home playoff game, anybody can win, right? Yeah. So ultimately it's a disadvantage for the team that did go 12 and five or 11 and six to go to a team that's eight and nine, nine and eight with a worse record than them. Cause like, what's the point of even having that record in the first place? 
for teams like the AFC North, which you and I very well know, we're going to have three teams with 10 wins maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's ridiculous. And we're getting punished for it. Like, you guys will be the seventh seed as a 10-win team if you make it and the Jags lose, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's like, what? Like, what is happening? <laughs> it just seems unfair. Oh, you you got into the playoffs with 10 wins. Now go to Buffalo to play them at their stadium. Have fun. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I feel the same way, though. It's ridiculous that the South gets a spot in the playoffs. <laughs> An automatic bid. Automatic bids are stupid. Just to get absolutely smoked. Yeah, it's rough. Well, let's go ahead and go into another game that was that a team got fucking smoked. The Ravens and the Dolphins. The Ravens beat the Dolphins 56 to 19. With Lamar 18 and 21, 321 and 5 TDs. This was um the game a week before this, um, forget her name. Let me let me let me get her name. Let me get her name. Let me get her name before I mispronounce it because I have it searched up because I'm waiting for her to tweet. Uh, sorry if I butcher your name, Monzi Bolanos. Bolanos said that Lamar Jackson should not be MVP because he is not quarterbacky enough. Oh God. And what did he go? What did he go ahead and uh, threw five touchdowns, passes, mm-hmm. three twenty-one yards? Why are you pissing off good players? <laughs> like, this is not what I want to see. My rival putting up fifty-six points, scored every single quarter. Seven twenty-one, seven twenty-one, seven twenty-one. I mean, I, I mean, he was throwing to nobodies that were scoring touchdowns. No disrespect to these players, but I don't know who they are. Um, this was it's 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 the kind of like reverse thing that I see in a lot of teams that have a great offense and have a polarizing player. I'm not saying you know the Ravens have a great defense. I think everybody is on the same page, which is key in a playoff and Super Bowl winning defense. But when you have such a polarizing character like Lamar and the offense can do whatever. I mean, they lost Mark Andrews for the year, but I, I right when they drafted Isaiah Likely, I was like, damn it. I was like, bro, they got a good one from uh Coastal Carolina. Yeah. Um, I think he's great for their team and what they do. Scored two touchdowns in this game. Um, it's tough. It makes it to me when you have this like polarizing, it's the same thing with the chiefs. Uh, when the chiefs were doing their thing, it makes the defense look bigger than what they are. And like I said, the Ravens have a great defense, top three defense, but in, in addition to Lamar and how he plays and how they're easily scoring, I mean, by the half, it was twenty-eight thirteen, and you you know you you as an offense you're just like bro this defense is suffocating because you do one thing you mess up one thing two throws one interception you know that when Lamar gets this ball back he's gonna score yeah and then you're just putting yourself in a bigger hole 
and it, and that just makes everything bigger. You know, the defense, the fucking offense, the special teams. You're like, oh, even even if we hold guys, we held them. You know, they're gonna get automatic three points because Justin Tucker. Like it is, it is tough, and this is funny because I mean, the Ravens are doing this. And they are just smacking, you know, smacking the good teams. And then you're like, you're looking at the Ravens, and you're like, bro, like, who the fuck did they lose to? Bro, they yeah. lost to the Browns, and they lost to the fucking Steelers and the Colts. And Weird you're losses. Looking, you're looking at, and they put 33-19 to the 49ers, 56-19 to the Dolphins. And this team lost to the Steelers, 17-10, and the Browns, 33-31, and the Colts, 22-19. You're like, bro. I saw the NFL's funny, bro. I mean, the Ravens, you would think, like, oh, maybe they lost close with the, with the good teams. The only teams they're losing to is vying to try to get into the playoffs. Two yeah. of them, two of them are, are trying to solidify a playoff spot. Yeah, the only and they're in at fifth. They're in at five. Yeah, the only valid loss is the Browns, and even even that one, they were up by fifteen in the fourth quarter. So it's like at home too. So it was still a bad loss. Yeah. Any way you look at it, (laughs) like this team put up fifty six on the Dolphins, and they only could put up ten on the Steelers. I'm like, like, I mean, that's that's how crazy division games are. I mean. If you run through the worst losses of the season, this would probably be it. Yeah. Um, and shit, you could go back to all the way to week four where the Dolphins lost by 28 to the Bills. Yeah. The Dolphins have yet... I mean, all of the Dolphins' losses, except for the Titans, have been a valid playoff team. That Titans loss was bad. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was at home. But Mm -hmm. they have truly shown nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they beat the Cowboys at home. But the Cowboys, we know, are kind of like the NFC Miami Dolphins, in a way. It's just like, what are we... like? I'm going to say this now, and it's going to bite me in the ass in the playoffs. Like, who is worried about the Dolphins right now? Like, realistically, who's worried? If you had to pick a division winner, say the Dolphins end up winning the division, they beat the Bills, whatever. Who would you, fa- who would you want to face at their stadium in the, in the first round of the playoffs? The fucking Dolphins, Chiefs, or um, the Ravens? Who you said who? Dolphins, yeah. you saw the Ravens, who would I rather face? Yeah, like out of those three, those would be the top three teams if Miami wins. Mm-hmm. Hell, we'll even include the Bills. Say the Bills win. Out of those four, who do you want to see first? <laughs> uh, I'd want to see the Dolphins. Yeah. So I mean it's like it's so funny though, because there's the way this year like built up, like the Dolphins, Cowboys, Eagles. Lions, they all have their own like issues and slip ups throughout the year, and they all have games that you just look at them and you're like, I'm not worried about you. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so weird because they're all four of, like, the best record teams in the league. It's just interesting to see. Like, the Browns have the same record as those teams. But you don't look at the Browns and say, oh, I want to play that team, right? It's like, it's weird because you can clearly see, at least to me, you can clearly see the formula in beating the Dolphins. And to me, that's just being relentless. You have to be relentless. And it could, and if it doesn't bite you in the ass, you will absolutely smother this team. If the running back can't get through, you know, on their own, and you can get pressure to Tua, and guys, you know, I love Tua. I love Tua. Tua's my guy. Tua won me a championship at Alabama. But when I'm looking at the list of quarterbacks that are going to be, that are supposed to be, quote, unquote, the top dogs, Tua's the worst out of all of them to me. In terms of just like stature, arm strength, he's accurate as fuck, right? But if if you can get after him, he's dead at dead ass. He's like a turtle. He would just fucking. It, it doesn't take a lot to knock him down. Yeah, and he already throws in such a like his throwing formation is so weird that if you can get, you know, there's some people. And I, I'm just cherry picking off the like the big boys, you know, like the Josh Allen's, the fucking, I mean, hell, I mean, you know, fucking Ben Roethlisberger. If you even yeah. even if you hit them, that that thing's still on a rope, you know, that that doesn't change their stuff, their throw that much because they're so strong. But if you like Nick Tua, that thing's gonna go fucking flying, and that's what the Ravens did. They capitalized on that, and they were able to get picks. Um. So it's 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 tough, man. And like I like I said earlier, there are going to there's going to be a top team. I mean, I'm shitting on the Dolphins. They have eleven wins still. They're they have eleven yeah. wins. Mm-hmm. Um there's going to be a top team in the top three that will be a one and done. And I don't know who it's gonna be. Cause all of the teams coming up that are, you know, five, six, seven, that could potentially be there, a lot of them can be the two, three, the two, three, four teams. And you you just got to hope, you just got to hope you did a good matchup. Because, I mean, I shit on my team so much, you know. I shit on the Steelers a lot. But out of all the teams that are up in that four, Excluding Jacksonville. I mean, if Jacksonville doesn't make it, it's the Colts. It's is it crazy to me to want to play the Dolphins and not the Colts? Like the Colts are just it, the Dolphins don't um, scream like 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 hunger. You know that they want it. That's what that's what that's what makes the Rams, the Bills, the Browns. That's what makes them scary because you could see they want it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting that from the Dolphins. And I, you know, I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know what. I think Mike McDaniel is a great coach, but like, I just, I just don't see it out of them. And I don't know if it's just because like they don't have like, like a like a 
quote unquote like a ferocious guy or a relentless guy. I I just don't see it. And I mean, fifty six to nineteen. These these last games, like you're supposed to be sitting your starters. You know what I mean? In the last game. They're in a do-or-die match with the Bills because you fucked around. <laughs> you lost to the fucking Titans. You fucked around. Who would, uh, yeah, uh, who would they be playing in the playoff if they dropped to the sixth seed? Because they'd be below the Browns, so they'd drop all the way to six. Oh, they'd be going to Arrowhead. Imagine that. Okay, imagine the scenario here. They lose to the Bills. They had home field advantage in sunny Florida. They don't have to leave. And then all of a sudden you lose your last game of the year. You get dropped from second all the way to sixth. And you have to go to Arrowhead in late January to play your first playoff game. That's nasty. Hey, that's kind of crazy. Tyreek Hill going back to Arrowhead. Hey, hey, the, these matchups in the playoffs are going to be wild. The stories to come. Yeah. It's like, and even, you know, I shit on the Chiefs weekly, you know, but. They have one person, yeah, <laughs> that can bring it all together. Yep, and it's you know, it's just like a you don't you don't want to face us. You do not want us to get in. And um, you know, I see I see that that wanting to be great from Patrick Mahomes. You see the frustration when things are not going their way. And yeah. you see the leadership out of him. You see that, like, he himself is mad at himself, not at his players. You know, if they can get that fat ass in line, then they'll be fine. And <laughs> Reed knows what I talk about when I say that fat ass. But I'm not going to name drop him because I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but. If if you know if you if I'm seeing the Dolphins on my schedule for the playoffs in my spot because you've it's different than like you having your home field and then like your home field is known for blah 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 but I'm pulling up to Miami I'm pulling up to fucking Dallas I don't give this thing you make shit. You don't want to pull up to fucking Arrowhead. You don't want to pull up to the fucking um, the Brown Stadium. You don't want to pull up and see all those fucking towels and the Steelers. You know when it's when you're down and all you see is just the yellow. You don't want to pull up to these people the Bill Stadium when it's hungry. I don't think cold and snowing, bro. You you want to be in you know Miami, the sunshine, you know. Where where I can be like, oh, you you want to go to a game? We don't have to. We can, we can just go to the club. Like the, you don't want to go to Arrowhead, where ain't shit to do in Missouri. This is this is your life. This is it. And if you don't make the playoffs, you're fucking you're gonna be bored out of your mind. I really think uh, I don't think people realize how massive this game is for the Dolphins' chances at any type of Super Bowl. Yeah, Because not only the Dolphins dropping to six puts them behind, they have to go to Baltimore in January, to the Chiefs in January. If they rematch with the Bills, to the Bills, their own division rival, in January. And guess what? It's probably going to be snowing fucking sideways. 
Yeah. Um, at maybe any of those three on any given Sunday. Um, but they also drop below the Browns. So you're now you went from you're playing at home through the entire playoffs until you meet the Ravens in the AFC championship to now you're going to be playing on the road in every fucking game you play. Yeah. That is absurd for a team that does not play in the cold often. Yeah. It's the same thing with the Eagles. You fucked around. This is what you get. You fucked around and now you're down here with the people that are hungry, and now you're going to have to go to teams. Your teams aren't coming to you. You're going to have to go to teams. And say you win, whoop-de-doo, you're still going to another team. You're not coming back home. Yeah, and the biggest thing for the Eagles is they have the opportunity to play the Cowboys again. But we all know how this the series itself has gone home and home for these teams. Yeah. The person who has the home field advantage is the one that wins this game. So the Eagles put themselves at not only a disadvantage against the 49ers, Lions, um, the Buc- even the Buccaneers of the NFC South winner. I mean, imagine if the Saints get in. I don't think the Saints are really that good, but you could argue top five home field advantage yeah. in the Superdome, like any given day. And if they make the playoffs, the fans are going to show up. Yeah. Even in that type of game. But you also put yourself in a disadvantage because you're going to have to go to a division rival to beat them in the playoffs mm-hmm. if you both make it to that point, which the Eagles have shown that they just can't beat the Cowboys at the Cowboys stadium. So, yeah, I think they kind of dug themselves a grave, yeah. and I think they're going to be a – I have no sympathy for the Dolphins or the Eagles. Yeah. You, you, you folded to teams that you shouldn't fold to. Yeah. And I had, yeah, like I said, I have no sympathy to. I mean, you let the Bills put 48 on you, and you let the Ravens put 56 on you. Yeah, I mean, they like, you, like that is embarrassing. <laughs> that it, it doesn't matter that you put 70 on the Broncos, the Broncos just got rid of their quarterback. Like, you can put 50, 56 and 48 on teams that you're going to have to see later on. And you know where you're going to see them? At their place if you lose against the Bills. Do not lose this game. You're cooked. None of none of the players on the Dolphins, to me, scream cold weather. It, it, it will neutralize so many things. You know what stops that fucking speed? Snow. <laughs> You're cooked. And they're, you know, and it doesn't help that they now lost both their edge rushers. Their lines depleted. Like this is it's starting to unravel at yeah. the worst time. And now, you know, next year coming in, you're gonna have all these contracts. You're going to have to try to hit on these drafts. It's It can go bad quick. Yeah. Yes, it it, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, you fucked around and lost to the Titans at home. Yeah. It's nothing, you know, what, what, can, what, what do we do? <laughs> what? Yeah. Let's go ahead and get Dolphins rant over. Let's go ahead and get to the to best game. Rant. The best game out of the five. I'm going to let you rant on this. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Steelers (laughs) at 
the Seahawks. Um, let me see here. The Steelers won 30 to 23. This is another win for Mason Rudolph. 18 to 24 for 275, 274 yards. Um, the best thing about this game was the run, the run game. Jalen Warren, 13 for 75, one touchdown, 5.8 yards. And Najee, 27, 122, 4.5 yards and two touchdowns. Can y'all put some respect on my boy Najee? The angry runs, running through people, the amount of yards that he has had this season after contact have been insane. This is what the Steelers want to do. We want to run the ball. And as long as we have someone that does not make mistakes, Mason Rudolph, I mean, the, the game plan is kind of fucking moronic, you know. We run the ball, and if we don't run the ball, we throw a fucking ball. But Mason Rudolph has a better arm than Kenny Pickett, and he can make those he can make those throws to and have our players get under them. George Pickens, seven of one thirty one. 18.7 average yards. Deontay, 476, 19. Pat, 344, 14. Like, this, this, is, this is what's going to, this is a winning formula right now. And this is what we're going to rock with. Um, Tom already said that Mason Rudolph will be playing next week. Um, Love to see it. Apparently there was some drama about Kenny Pickett. He said that they didn't think he was healthy enough to be number two, but he will be number two for the Ravens, this Ravens game. Um, if we make it to the playoffs, I'm still, you know, this is going to be tough. Do you ride? Do you, do you, do you show your humility and ride with the hot hand or do you become too prideful and throw in Kenny Pickett and just completely fuck this whole shit up? You ride it out. You got to ride out, Mason, the hot hand. It's Mason, to me, Mason is so much better at the, at the deep balls because he gives you, he gives you enough air time for you to get under the ball. I mean, we have great enough wide receivers. I mean, George Pickens, the diving catch. Kenny Pickett would have, would have short-armed it, and this wouldn't have happened. So this, this game, you know, game was lit, another 30-point game. Another game over 400 yards of offense. Najee, I'm just going to give another shout-out to Najee. 122 yards, my dog. Um, the Steelers' defense was, the Steelers' defense was, considering the players that we have and the players that are injured, did a, did a really good job. I mean, Gino, 23-33, 290 and one touchdown. He'll he you know they're gonna that's that's what's happened to my defense. Um, it's kind of like the Bengals defense; they will fucking dot you up, and it's just what you do in that red zone will will matter. Um, but we we stopped the run early. I mean, Kenneth Walker only had fifty three yards, one touchdown, and they just stopped running the ball. Uh, he did get hurt, and they had to throw in Zach Charbonnet. So, but he only had two carries, and then Kenneth came back, but. I mean, DK still had a great game, but I mean, that's DK. But that's what's going to, that's, I mean, what to beat the Steelers, that's what you're going to have to do, though. You're going to have to rely 
on your tight end because we still have new players. And what is the good thing about playing a defense that doesn't really have the chemistry right is you send you send that tight end on those crossing routes. You send that wide receiver three on those crossing routes where it's it's hard to have the nonverbal communication on, okay, if he comes over, you got that, or I can stay here. So there is a, a formula to smoke our defense, but our offense did great enough to put us in winning situations. And we got, you know, we got the dub. And I'm thinking we we continue this. We play Saturday. We're just going to hopefully get this dub. We're playing the Ravens' second second team. So praying for it. All-time collapse. Let's, let's see what happens. Um, but do you think, because this, this has been like the discourse on Steelers' Twitter, if we would have played Mason in some of those games where they played Mitch, do you think we'd have more wins than we do? Do you think we beat beat the Patriots, beat the fucking Cardinals? I want to say yes, but you just never know how it's actually going to go, you know? I think Mason is a better QB than Kenny Pickett. And I said, I think it was early, maybe preseason, week one, two, three, or four. I said, why hasn't, you remember me saying, why hasn't Mason, like, even gotten a nod? Yeah. Because I remember when he came in, every time he would come in, he would win. Like, in general, he would just yeah. end up winning games. So I was like, why is he not getting looked at at all? And he's, like you said, he's not scared to throw the football over the middle of the field. He doesn't hesitate. He doesn't second-guess himself. He can read progressions. And you have the receivers to be good in the passing yeah. game. So he obviously has unlimited confidence in what Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Greg Fryermuth, like he has full confidence in them. And now that you're, you've opened up this pass game, now the run game can get going and the play action is going to work for you guys. So no one can load the box on you guys anymore. So, yeah, I think quite possibly you could have a better record than what yours is currently. You definitely would have beat the Browns the second time you played. Uh, if you would have benched Kenny Pickett and put Mason Rudolph in, I think. The Browns, like, they are not scared of Kenny Pickett at all. <laughs> no. And it shows with the game plan, like how we defend and how teams defend Kenny Pickett. No one is scared. So, I don't know. I think you guys, it was cool, and I've said it numerous times on this podcast, it was cool that you guys were winning. Like, yeah, that's great. Wins are everything in the NFL. But it was time. I don't know how people didn't realize, like, more and more that it was time to make a change and a second win needed to happen for the Steelers on the season because like I said you can't win football you can't continuously win football games like that in the NFL it just yeah. does not work so just like the Browns consistently trying to figure out what the fuck we're going to do at QB right and then we finally found a guy that can project us into the playoffs yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think Mason should be the guy in the playoffs. There's no way after the back-to-back performances he said that you bench him. Now, I will say the defenses he's faced have been bottom, like, six defenses. But it doesn't matter because you're scoring points, the offense looks good, and 
that type of momentum and confidence can carry you in important games, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not always about who you play. It's about more of confidence and how much you believe you can actually win against teams in Mm -hmm. the playoffs. So, Yeah, I mean, Mason's doing exactly what I preach about if it looks bleak. Bro, just who gives a fuck, bro? Just go out there and just throw the fucking ball. And that's how Flacco's doing it, too. Yeah. I mean, literally on the throw to George Pickens, where he stretched out, dove, and caught the ball. Mason, like, literally, like, that was all arm. Like, he didn't step into shit because of the offense, because the defense was getting to him. That was literally all arm and just faith in George Pickens. And that's, that's the tough thing of, like, that's that's what pisses me off about organizations is like, yes, you gave this dude, you get we gave Mitch a dumbass contract. So you're like, oh, he's gotta play. So it makes the contract look at least somewhat worthy. I'm be like, bro, Mason start after the second game of Mitch, Mason starting. And they'll be like, Why? Bro, look at the stats. The fuck are we doing? Why why are we continuously putting this person out? I mean, when is the last time I've seen my quarterback 290 and two tuds? When, when you know, George Pickens in, in the Bengals game, George Pickens has four receptions and he went almost 200 yards. Like, that is fucking. I mean, Mason didn't score a touchdown in the Seattle game. 274. 274 yards. I mean, when we win a, a type of game like that, like when we won against the Titans, Kenny Pickett 160. I've seen people run more than that. You know, we threw 30 times. Yep. And you're getting 160. It just it 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 made me realize how much he is shortening the passing game. Um yes I've seen you know NFL throws from Kenny Pickett, but you know, you got to look at the other shit. And I just don't, I think the Steelers, I think the Steelers whiffed on this draft. Tough for me to say it, but that was Kevin Colbert. That was an Omar Khan. You know, Omar Khan hasn't fucked up yet. We've hit on four out of seven in this draft. Um, one person doesn't get time. The other one was out for the season. So I don't know about Corey Trice, but. I mean, got Broderick, got JPJ. You didn't whiff on the draft. You whiffed it on a QB. Uh, no, 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 no. That draft was awful. Two packs of ass. Oh, like the whole draft? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking it was it, two years ago is what that Kenny Pickett was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Omar did not draft Kenny Pickett. But, oh, I mean, it was tough. We, but like I said, when I said the Dolphins, don't just you know, just because I'm shitting on the Dolphins, don't think I won't shit on the Steelers. We put ourselves in this situation. We didn't draft, or we did not find a replacement for Ben Roethlisberger. We waited until he became an absolute corpse before we ever tried to put in somebody, and that was us, and that was Ben. I love you know, I love Ben. He got me two Super Bowls, but Ben has a huge ego. He said in his podcast that. He didn't. He didn't coach Mason. That you know, and, and I'm like, bro. Most QBs do that shit. Rogers never bro, coached Love. That's so fucking stupid. 
you are not going to be playing for 40 years. It's not like we drafted Mason in the first round, bro. Like, come on. So, tough. like, it's it's tough. And we put ourselves in that position. And, I mean, we still, I mean, think about that draft. We still drafted the best quarterback out of those quarterbacks. But all that quarterback draft was fucking ass. And we fumbled. And now, regardless of what we do in the playoffs, it is. It is. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to figure this out. And there's already been rumors saying that we're gonna run Kenny Pickett one more time in 2024. Bro, my defensive players are only getting older. We're doing the same thing with Cam Hayward. Cam, Hayward, we're gonna play him until he's a fucking corpse, and we're gonna scramble for an opportunity. So let's fucking lock it down and get a QB, get some linemen. So next year's draft, not yeah. Next year's, not this year's draft. Next year's draft, we can get a D tackle. Because the continuously scrambling is not is not what I want to do. I don't want to make it to the playoffs and then be out. I'm fucking myself over. So let's you know, let's let's get some shit going. I'm just glad that we can have a potential chance to get into the playoffs and we don't have to play we don't have to play a team that needs a win. The Ravens are sitting, so Let's go fucking Steelers, bro. <sighs> Let's go ahead and get into the headlines. Uh, the first headline is the Pro Bowl snubs. Let's just let's just have a con- an honest conversation about the Pro Bowl and how it's a popularity contest between the fans. <laughs> yeah, because it's all about name and brand awareness. And it shows, it ultimately shows it's about kind of how long you've been in the league and how loud you've been in the league. Because most fans don't deep dive into it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, you and I, probably most of the listeners, we deep dive. We know players from college. We know everyone's fucking name, all of that. We've seen them play. We watch most of the games every single weekend. Most people aren't like that. They watch their team, they shut it off for the night and do something else, correct? Like, mm-hmm. we spend the entire 12 hours watching football on Sunday. And I'm sure most, a lot of people are like us, but not that many. We're the small majority mm-hmm. or minority. And I think uh, I think it really shows with this type of voting because a lot of it's online. And it's just like so many good players just – don't even get noticed or looked at throughout the year. And ultimately it really does depend on what team you're on. Cause like, I mean, if you're on a really well-established team, you're going to get watched. You're on prime time more and you're going to get noticed more. So it's just, it's just so stupid. Like I hate the pro bowl voting. Yeah. The, th- the thing is to me, is and this is this is where this is where I say like we as fans like us the hardcore fans we fucked up because we it's it's different than like just fans and like kids and people that just watch their team and fair weather fans I think they vote more 
than the diehard fans. I don't remember the last time I voted for the Pro Bowl because I because I know it's stupid. I mean, I retweet and help people out like that are on my team. Yeah, I, I do not... the retweets, but like how like it, how much does that really count than than me going on their site and voting? I bet you that counts a lot more. I don't know what the numbers are, but like yeah, like, true, you're right. Um, like the and you know I don't I, I know that it's dumb, so I don't even like attempt to try to vote because it's a it should be the Pro Bowl should be a year by year thing. This person's going off this year; they're in the Pro Bowl this year, and if next year they're dog shit. You don't need to vote. You don't have to vote for them. Nobody's holding a gun to your head and saying, put in Travis Kelsey. Nobody's putting a gun to your head and being like, bro, put in Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry didn't have a great year this year. He shouldn't be on it. (laughs) To me, the only thing that matters to me is the All-Pro. That's where it really gets dicey. And even people get snubbed out of that. Because it's still, at the end of the day, a popularity contest. I mean, are you going to remember? Um, I hate, you know, I hate to. Well, I love to, but I hate to shit on uh, your guys. But am I going to remember Jalen Ramsey? You know, Jalen Ramsey, the Jalen Ramsey from fucking the Rams, the Jalen Ramsey's from the Jaguars, the dude that yaps a lot. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or am I going to remember Martin Emerson? You only would know Martin Emerson if you watched the Browns. Yeah. But I know Jalen Ramsey because I've known Jalen Ramsey. So who am I going to vote? I don't know who the fuck Martin Emerson is. I'm not going to look at the stats. I'm going to I'm gonna go off of, you know, what I want. Who you see, who's on primetime, big games, that type yeah. of thing. And for teams and, like the Texans and Washington and stuff. Um. It's like they're never – they haven't been in playoff games recently. Like, no one sees them on primetime. Like, the Texans have played at the 1 o'clock slot every single week this year, yeah. except for finally this week they get a primetime game. But it's just so, like – it's so bad. But, yeah, in, in terms of Martin Emerson, like, even Denzel Ward got in, but he missed the last five weeks of the season, which is ridiculous. Like, Martin Emerson should easily have his spot. On the Pro Bowl team. Minka missed five, six games, and he's on. You know, and don't get me wrong, I love Minka. He loves Denzel Ward. But what are we doing to the sport of the game? You know, it's it's even even if you are a hard-nosed player, you know, I don't care about the awards, I don't care about the record, blah, blah, blah. It's still nice to get recognized for your play. Not only is it going to get you recognized Brand wise, it's going to get you recognized to get a deal, to get more money, incentives, you know, to just get your name out there. Nobody's going to remember. They're going to remember Jalen Ramsey for shit that Jalen Ramsey did four years ago Mm -hmm. over than someone, some new guy who's flashing for this year. And I'm not saying Martin's going to be like, this is his best. This is going to be his best year. For the rest of the years, but like, say, say, say next year is is not as good as is is as this year. Yeah, he's, he's never. Then he's never going to get looked at. 
you only get looked at once you start progressing. You have to be like that guy, and you have to be that guy early on. That's why I think Pat Sertan's going to be in that shit forever. Yeah. And Pat Sertan's great. Don't get me wrong. He's one of my favorite. You know, I'm biased, but he's one of my favorite quarterback cornerbacks to watch. But he solidified himself. Sauce has solidified himself. That's two. That's two right off the bat. So once Jalen Ramsey retires, we still have two. That's we know Sauce is going to be in there and Pat's going to be in there. Yeah. So that's taking two away from two two people that have been really good this year. Say Pat and Sauce have a down year, they're still going to be in that shit because because of who they are. And it's just it's just um, really unfortunate for for the the players that especially. Um, players that you've seen on your team. I mean, you're going to be biased and think, oh, yeah, this guy. I mean, I've I've watched this guy all 18 weeks. Why the hell? Or 17 weeks. Why the hell? How doesn't he? Why isn't he getting looked at? Why isn't the consideration? You just got to understand this is a popularity thing. And that's just, that's just how it be, man. That's just how it be. It's unfortunate, but fuck him. I hate the Pro Bowl anyway. Yeah, Pro Bowl's stupid. Plus, the teams in the playoffs. Some of them might not even play in the Pro Bowl because they'll be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's why you have all these alternatives. And The Browns had like eight alternatives. I was like, that's kind of disrespectful. Yeah. Come on, um, man. My biggest, my biggest snubs, I think Derrick Brown got snubbed, and that's just because he's on the Panthers. I think Derrick Brown has had an insane fucking season this year. Um, he's He could potentially, in this game... He could potentially not the not like he will potentially break the total tackle record for a defensive tackle. I didn't even know that. He he's been he's been insane. He cooking. And um Antoine Winfield Jr. for the Bucks. Yeah, that one I saw. He was fucking snubbed. That's a travesty. (sighs) Buda Baker hasn't been doing dog shit. And then the only the only guy that steps up on this goddamn Kansas City Chiefs defense, Legarius Sneed. And I shit I shit on him. But he is he had he's had a great year this year. Yeah, I was looking at the the corners for the um AFC and I was just like Denzel and Jalen Ramsey, like both of them have missed half the year. And there's people like Sneed and Emerson and stuff that have played consistently well all year. Yeah. That should definitely be in those positions. Crazy work. Yeah. Pro Bowl is stupid. Um, the shit that they do is stupid. I'm just glad they're done doing the games. That was stupid. So, or the game, when they do the Pro Bowl game, that was stupid. And it's, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough trying to figure out something to gravitate towards the fans. To make it fun for the fans to watch, but I'm probably just never going to watch that shit because, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And the people that are going to be in the playoffs don't want to be in that shit anyway, so. Used to mean something. It's, it's, it's over. Yeah. I don't know what you can do to fix it. My only solution is getting rid of it. (laughs) That's the only thing I would do. I just have it like, um, like the NBA. I, w- I mean, I wouldn't do the all-star bullshit. I just have, like, first, second, and third. And, you know, just be done with it. 
You made the list. Congratulations. That's about it. Any anything else on the Pro Bowl for you? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second headline: Tyreek Hill home caught on fire. Um, he was at practice, and everybody that was in the house was able to get out. Huge fire, crazy shit. The house. I mean, I've never seen Tyreek Hill's house. The house is fucking massive. Um, the only goofy shit about that is the fire was started because of a cigarette lighter uh, from a kid. Um, I don't know what that motherfucker lit on fire or what in there is that flammable, but I wouldn't think a cigarette lighter would be doing that shit. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily believe that was the reason the shit came yeah. on fire, but I'm glad everyone is safe. I mean, luckily he was out of the house and it yeah. looked like his wife, but who was watching the kids? Yeah, I don't know. Babysitter probably? I mean... I don't know, bro. Just such a weird situation. Really you know, nobody if a kid had a fucking cigarette light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a weird situation right before, like, the most important game of the Dolphins season, you know? It could yeah. be something to look... It it won't matter, but, you know, there's going to be, like, conspiracy theories about, yeah. oh, his head wasn't in the right space, if he has a bad game. Just an interesting little storyline. <laughs> Nothing crazy about it. Um, AJ Brown says Eagles issues are not on coaches. And he specifically said the coaches don't play the games. So I I honestly don't know what to make of this whole Eagles situation because everything within the locker room, the stories that have said uh, there's like riffs in the locker room all created by one man. And that man happens to be AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look happy in interviews. He kind of says whatever he wants. He doesn't look happy on the sidelines. Um, I have no doubt that it probably there's something there with him and the team or whatever, but I think for him to say this is a step in the right direction. But it's also kind of like you're throwing your teammates under the bus, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he didn't throw his coaches under the bus, which – me, you, our Eagles friend that we know, and everyone else on the planet is like, all right, Nick Sirianni, the OC, DC, they're having a rough go at it, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're all blaming them. But he comes out and says the complete opposite. Like, the players are the problem. So I really just don't know what to make of this. But it's not good that they're having these issues right before the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a weird it's definitely like a weird situation going on and i think if they continue to lose the locker room is only going to get more wild and then we're gonna you know the truth shall set you free and we'll see what they do in the off season especially if they're a one and done we'll we'll see what they do um i mean it's it's tough when it's tough not saying that it's the coaches or, you know, he said it's the players, but you guys had only gotten better from last year and this year in terms of roster additions. Um, and you are doing worse. And the guy that you lost 
is doing great with what he has in the Colts. If you connect in the dots, what does that say? So, I they're gonna they're gonna find some kind of scapegoat, and I can't wait to see what what that shit is. But tough, it's tough fooling the fans, man. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck's going on over there, but they need to figure that shit out because you're fifth, you're at the five seed right now, bro. And uh, y'all lose, man. I'm on that ass. <clears throat> Hopefully they figure it out though. Um, I like watching the Eagles. Um, even I like watching Jalen Hurts and all their players. So you know, I got I got some love for the Eagles. They got some Bama boys on there. <clears throat> the last one, last headline uh, happened today. Dalvin Cook signed with the Ravens. He was let go by the Jets. Um, even had a talk with his agent and the Jets, and to forfeit the in, the money, the incentive money, which is funny as fuck. And then he signed with the Ravens. Um, does this move you? No, no, no. <laughs> it does not move me at all. Um, unless you know, unless he has a playoff Lenny kind of moment, bro. I don't, you know, they weren't using him, but when I saw him on the field, he was ass. I think he was just. Um, not saying to the extreme of Kareem Hunt last year where Kareem Hunt kind of gained weight and he lost interest. But I think David Cook also lost interest in the team because, one, they weren't using him. Um, So even when he was on the field, like, it's hard to ask a guy that you're paying to be, like, a significant part of your offense and not using him at all to be ready when he's called when it's only, like, four or five times a game, right? Yeah. And you're on a losing team. like, And he's not going to get the selfish uh, player type of deal because the team was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's hard to say interested in a season like that. So now he's on a playoff team. He'll probably be all right. I, I didn't hate the idea of him coming to the Browns because he knows Stefanski. I mean, I wasn't totally against it. So hopefully it doesn't make that big of a difference and he's horrible yeah. since he went to our division rival. I mean, we've only seen Dalvin Cook be great, so it was weird seeing him in in this Jets situation. But like you said, um, easily looked disinterested. Um, I mean, when he was when he signed the deal with the Jets, uh, Brees was like, "Hey, yo!" And then like he was like, "Yo, I'm I'll, I'll be back for week one, bro." So yeah. it didn't seem like the fans or the team itself really wanted this. Um, deal to be done in the situation to happen. And then, I mean, Dalvin Cook's already fucking linking up with Ravens players, so clearly you could see that he wanted to get the fuck out of New York. Um, it's only worse when you're not getting shit for, you know, your money and you're getting taxed by New York taxes, so he probably wanted to get the fuck out of there anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully... It doesn't move me seeing reading this, but you know, he could he could have a playoff Lenny type type beat. Uh, they did they don't have Keaton Mitchell, and I think Keaton Mitchell was phenomenal for them and what they do uh, mixing in with Gus Edwards. So I don't know how quick to speed he will be. Um, if you're the Ravens, do you throw him in this game or do you just sit him and have him look at the playbook 
and then be ready for the next game. Like, do you sit him and then do you sit him two weeks essentially, and then have him play, or do you play him this week? I feel like he has to get caught up with the offense. I think you probably play him right Saturday. You play him Saturday. Yeah, just get his feet wet. Yeah, that's probably what I would do. That would piss me off if he just fucking just pops off. I mean, he's yeah. not gonna pop off, but you never, hey, you never know, bro. You never know with these players. This man Flacco came off the bench, came off the couch, and I was like, "What are the Browns doing?" You never know. Yeah, true. But that was our headlines, and we're gonna go ahead and get into the last week of the regular season games. Go ahead and start it off for me. Oh, so we're only doing the matchups that matter, right? Uh, that what we're picking? The matchups that matter? Actually, or are we I'm picking every match- single game? We're picking every single. We're just oh, doing okay. the matchups that matter for our sponsor. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Sponsor win streaks. Download the app and <laughs> free of charge. Join our group. Code DWC. You can search up in the groups. DWC. Um, I will be tweeting out the referral code. Download, play. Um, even if you join, don't join our group. Which I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But even if you don't join the group, you can still play. Win some free money. This shit is free. You do not have to deposit anything. That's the beauty of this app and why we did the sponsorship. Because this shit is free for you guys to use. We don't need any money from you guys. And they don't need any. It's free. And Uh, we're going to do our picks. And then um, we're going to do our... And I'll, we will tweet those out, um, our sponsored sort of picks. Yeah. Uh, also, we'll be putting a the Win Streaks logo next to the picks that we have decided are worthy of choosing on the Win Streaks app. So you can get the most value out of that. You'll see it on our graphic for the picks each week. Each time we post the picks, we will have the win streak logo next to the matchup and the team we pick to decide the winner. <laughs> you don't have to pick what we pick. I mean, we're only just the smartest two people that you know, so you should probably go with us anyways. But it's just, you know, just helping you guys out, helping you guys win some money. We do this for you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into these picks. Uh, for reference, I am. I went ten and six last week. I went twelve and four, so the lead is God now eight. It. The lead is now eight. I for was me. literally celebrating, like, "Oh shit, I went ten and six. Let me hear that <laughs> nine or eight out of them." And to be, um, to go back even farther for our original picks, all of last season, Bo ended up beating me by nine total picks. So, therefore, I am one game away from passing him. Man, the duality. (laughs) Yeah, so we've done a pretty even job on picking. We're about even, so. Let's get into these two important games on Saturday. The first is the Steelers at the Ravens. Steelers are four-point favorites going against Tyler Huntley. 
each you know, when the Steelers have played the Ravens, um, I think it's since twenty twenty. Steelers are six and one. Do with that what you will. Um, twenty nineteen in the same situation, Tyler Huntley came in and knocked us out, and we were not in the playoffs. So, do with that what you will. I'm going to pick the Steelers, though. We need this game. Ravens don't really care. I think Harbaugh secretly loves Tomlin and wants us to get in. I think uh, I think we're very fond of each other. What? No, they're not. <laughs> get the fuck out of they're here. Gonna, they're going to help us get in. No fucking shot. You just said that. <laughs> you really believe that? Or you just... They look, I mean, they look super nice when they talk. To, they always talk to each other. Well, I mean, they respect each other, but do they really want to play each other in the playoffs? No. <laughs> I didn't say they want to play us. They just want to see us get in. They they fuck with us. You know what I mean? All I right. With, I don't fuck with them. Let's go to the other important game, the first night game for the Texans on the entire schedule. Texans at the Colts. The Texans are one and a half point favorites. You good? You sound like you're about to die. Oh, my God. I had, like, the hiccups real quick. <laughs> um... Oh, this game's tough. Win and in. Win and in. And this could be, if the Jaguars fuck around and lose, this could be win and you're the division leader. This one's tough. This one is tough. I'm going to... I mean, it's funny because both of these teams should not even be in this position at, like, the start of the season. And, and then especially when Anthony Richardson got hurt. This should be fighting for the third pick in the draft. This, should, this shouldn't be um, for the playoffs. Man, this is tough. At the Colts? Mm. What are you thinking? Both nine and seven. I think the Colts are an overall better team. But I do think the Texans have the better QB. Oh, man. You know, I'm going to give this to the coaching edge. I'm going to give it to the Colts on this one. And Steichen? I think Steichen pulls this one out to make the playoffs his first year. I have him as the I had him as the coach of the year, but that has since been captured by the Browns head coach. So but nonetheless, very good first season for Shane Steichen. Yeah, especially given what the situations for him. <sighs> Who would you rather face? I would rather face the Texans, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> Colts gave us hell. Because, I mean, if, if the Colts win and the Jaguars lose, they're four. You know that, right? And then you'd be playing them. Yeah, I'm well aware. I can't pick with my, who do I want to win? It's who Just do I think is the better team. I'm going to go Colts as well. going to go Colts as well. Because trust me, I want no part of going back to uh, Lucas Oil, where we got demolished, uh, torn apart, and still somehow won off of luck. So I'm not about that. 
Yeah, I'm going to go Colts. Texans have had a crazy year. Um, if it wasn't for uh, these other coaches and their teams, I think D'Amico <clears throat> could have been high up for coach of the year. Um, he's still, like, in top three considering for me for coach of the year, um, especially given where they were picking and what this team has accomplished on offense and defense with their first-round picks. Um, they've, they've done a phenomenal job. But going to give it to the Colts. Like Reed said, I think the Colts have an overall better team than the Texans. Yeah. Um, let's go to the Browns at the Bengals. The Bengals are seven-point favorites. <sighs> everything Browns, in my body. Everything is in my Browns body. Browns have the opportunity to do yeah. something hilarious and give the Bengals that 0-6 record they deserve in the AFC. Yeah, I'm going to go Bengals, but everything is telling me that the Browns are going to sweep this one out for absolutely no fucking reason. I mean, if you're the Bengals, I mean, realistically, every team wants to win. But do you just lose this game for better draft purposes? I would. I wouldn't even play like Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. No point in getting them hurt. Well, T ain't even going to be on the team. <laughs> yeah. They're not ready for that. I have people, I have Bengals fans in my phone telling me Brock Bowers is going to slide to them. I'm going to go Bengals. As, no, you know what, bro? Damn, Jeff, Jeff Driscoll really coming in and beating this team. I'm going to I'm gonna go Browns. I'm going to go Browns. That's crazy. Bengals, Bengals are going to be 0-6 in the AFC North Division. Jeff Driscoll is going to come in and sling that bird. Um, I don't know who the fuck all is sitting for the Browns. So they could get blown out, but... And it'd be the Bengals Super Bowl. You ready? You ready for those Twitter conversations? How they blew y'all out? No. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Vikings at the Lions. The Vikings still have a chance to make the playoffs, but the Lions are fighting for a better seed, so they're going to be playing their starters. I am going the Lions. Yeah, I'm going to go the Lions. Uh, they're going to be coming pissed off after this Cowboys debacle and the ref shit. I think they're going to not leave a game like that up to chance again, and they're just going to come in and demolish the Vikings. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go to the Jaguars at the Titans. We don't know if Trevor Lawrence is playing, but the line right now is three and a half on the road. So I would assume Vegas thinks Lawrence is trending to play. If Lawrence plays, they win. So I'm going to bet my money on Lawrence being back, and he is going to play in the game. And I'm picking the Jaguars. I'm going to pick the Titans. Um, Mike Vrabel was on the press conference, and he was pissed about losing. He said losing sucks. He doesn't want to lose, and he doesn't want anybody on his team that wants to lose. Um, I think the Titans are going to be locked in for this. They have their QB, so there's, I mean, seeding to me for them doesn't really matter. Um, they're going to be where they are anyway, regardless of a win or a loss. And Mike Vrabel just doesn't stick to me as someone who wants to lose to a division rival. Yeah, no. And at home. Especially if Trevor Lawrence isn't playing. And I need the Jaguars to lose. But I'm not going by heart. I just dead ass think the Titans will win this. 
fine ass motherfucker. <laughs> uh, let's go to the Jets at the Patriots, a game that is meaningless, and New England is two point favorites, and New England will get a win in their season. I'm going to go with the Jets on this one. When's the last England? time the Jets beat the Patriots? They beat them earlier this year. Uh, did they? I don't think so. They didn't. They lost fifteen to ten. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jets on this one. Um, solely because I do think teams tank, and I think the Patriots. They're not gonna have a coach. They're the third. They're the third pick right now. Um, odds out of being, and they might have to trade up to get a QB um, because Washington is in front of them right now, and I don't think they want to keep falling down and be dumb masses Cardinals, and they want a quarterback. So, gonna go Jets. All right, let's go to the Falcons at the Saints. Man. I'm going to go Saints. They're at home. What a way to end the last regular season pick with just how many times we have whiffed on Falcon wins and losses. Yeah, it's impossible. Way to end it with a division game. Can't deal with it anymore. I'm done picking this team. I'm also going to go with the Saints. Um, I hope the Saints win by a lot and they fire Arthur Smith. but. I think the Saints are the team to be the number four spot and represent for the NFC South. Um, I think they are the best team overall in that division, and I think they will get the dub. And it's at home. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Buccaneers at the Panthers. Must-win game for Baker Mayfield. I'm going to go Bucks If they lose this game... <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. Yeah, I'm also going to go Bucks. That's why I picked the Saints to win because they need to win, and I think the Bucks are going to win this game. Yeah, let's go to the Bears at the Packers. The Packers need to win, and us. I mean, they don't need to win, but the chances drop to 16 percent if they lose. So I'm going to go Green Bay. Well, actually, I don't know. The Bears are playing really well right now. Yeah. At Green Bay, this is a must-win. Young QB. This is how their season ended last year. Yep. And they lost to a division rival at home. Yikes. The Bears have been playing really well. You know what? I've been... I think the Bears have played well enough to be a playoff team that could be tricky. But they're obviously eliminated. I'm just going to roll with my agenda. Jordan Love lights it up, and he gets his team into the playoffs. They did beat the Bears 38-20. Yeah, but that was when their defense wasn't clicking. Their defense has been clicking now. I think this is going to be a tough game. Um, But I think the Packers, like I said about the Titans, Packers have their quarterback. Um, This is – they're not – they're still in the fight to get a playoff spot, and I think they win. All right. I thought you were going to go Bears there. Let's go to the Broncos at the Raiders. Man. Raiders. I think the Raiders probably win this game at home to end the year. And then Antonio Pierce gets the head coaching job. Yeah. 
I hope that happens. Uh, I'm also going to pick the Raiders. I hope Pierce gets the coaching job. I know there's been talks about Harbaugh and the Raiders, but I think Pierce has done well enough to win this job. Um, the Broncos are in turmoil right now, and I think Jared Stenham is not going to get the job done. No doubt. All right, let's go Eagles at the Giants. Could be a snowstorm. <sighs> this one's this one's a lot harder than it should be. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Eagles. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I think I went against them. I, we we picked we both picked them last week, but I think me and you have been iffy on them the whole year mm -hmm. since like week eleven. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick them. They should win this game, but like I said, it's trickier than it seems. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to pick the Eagles as well. Um, like he's, like Reed said, this, this is a tricky game. Uh, snowstorm, so potential snowstorm. So the game will be ugly. Um, might just went off of like a field goal or a touchdown or whatever. But um, I don't, I still don't feel, even with the win, I don't feel confident in the Eagles to continue with like the win confidence and be able to blow out the team they play in the playoffs. But I'm gonna go Eagles. All right, let's go to Seahawks at the Cardinals. I'm gonna roll with the Cardinals. They get the last win of the year and kick the Seahawks out Seahawks of the playoffs. Out? Oh man. See ya. And then the Packers would be number seven. Yes. This is Agendas. Tough. This is tough. <sighs> Man, I'm going to go Seahawks on this one. I think the Seahawks, um, the Cardinals don't want to miss out on the Marvin Harrison. You saw then the, the Cardinals, uh, I think it was the GM's face. He was like, bruh, what are we doing? Um, <laughs> and I think the Seahawks make it to that seventh spot. All right, let's go to the Chiefs at the Chargers. Um, I'm going to go Chargers because they're been playing with Easton Stick for a few weeks now, and I don't know who the fuck the Chiefs are throwing out there. Isn't it? Is it Blaine? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go Chargers as well. Um, <laughs> there are some Chargers. I think Eckler needs some incentive money or uh, some yards for incentive. I think his is like 100-something scrimmage yards. I don't even know if he gets that shit, bro. But I'm going to go Chargers. Like you said, Stick has been playing longer, and the Chiefs are singing a lot of people. Uh, let's go to Rams at the 49ers. Both benching their starters, but it is going to be Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. Uh, I think the 49ers roster is probably better. I think they'll probably get this win. Sam Darnold, I think, is better than Wentz. I don't I'm know. Go, we're we're I'm splitting go hairs. I'm going to go Wentz. I'm we're go splitting Wentz. hairs here, in my opinion. Either both good coaches can manage the game with a QB that's suboptimal. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Who the fuck knows? I'm going to go Wentz. I think the, the game's going to be hilarious. Sam Darnold versus Wentz, and I think Wentz is going to get the dub. 
All right, let's go. Cowboys at Washington. This game's funny because the Cowboys have to play if they want a higher seed and if they don't want to drop to the fifth seed. So they have to win this game. I'm going to pick them. Yeah, I'm also going to pick Cowboys. Uh, I think this one seems obvious. Smoke the commanders. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I don't even know. It's, it's how playing versus playing. I don't know. I don't think it matters. I think they get fucking washed. Yeah, you're probably right. All right, let's go to the game everyone wants to watch. NBC Sunday night, the Bills at the Dolphins for the entire division, for the two seed in the playoffs for the AFC. I predicted this, what was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. when we did playoff predictions. I predicted the Bills to win the division. I predicted them to win the division in preseason. And I'm going to pick the Bills to win this game and send the Dolphins to the sixth seed. Purgatory. Dolphins, you need to respond, bro. You need to kick out the Bills. You need to win this fucking game. Um, this is tough. It is in Miami. So that's going to help them more than against the Bills. Um, I'm going to go Dolphins here. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they get fucking cooked like last time. I hope, I hope I'm going to go Dolphins here. And I think they are going to get uh, the dub. And that is our picks um, for the last regular season of DWC season two. This is the last regular, this is the last games of the regular season. Um, some teams are sitting their players, and other teams have a lot to play for. Um, we, for this episode, will be posted on Friday because there was no Thursday game tonight. Um, and we will converse on what games we are going to pick for our win streaks um, app, um, like our win streaks picks. We're going to do probably four, three to five. We're going to have that win streaks logo on what we think. Yo, this this team should get the win, so put it in um, or your pick. But like I said earlier, you don't have to pick NFL. You can do NBA, NHL, college football, and basketball. Um, there's so many options to choose. You get five picks a day, and you make those picks, um, and it's a weekly thing. And at the end of the week, depending on where you are on the leaderboard, you get paid out. You get some money. We want to want to make some free money um, up to two thousand um, dollars each week. So, um, yeah, weekly weekly cash payouts up to two thousand dollars. And who doesn't want to win free money? This is a free app. You don't have to deposit anything, um, and that is the beauty of it. That's why we love this app so much, and that's why uh, we are working with the team. Um, so, yeah, shouts out to us for our first sponsorship stream. Um, Hopefully more to come, and we will be season three. Well, the next next week for our um, for our episode, we'll be doing playoff, like the playoff talk, and we're going to do our power rankings, which will essentially be like the playoff, like the teams and the playoffs rankings, and we're going to have. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting to talk about the playoffs and offseason moves that happen um, for teams that were impatient and want to get rid of people. But anyway, thanks again, guys. Um, so for the regular season, 18 episodes, it's episode 18. It's been a crazy ride, uh, crazy journey. Can't wait for season three. Uh, we will be on camera on YouTube, so that should be interesting. And 
for everybody's team, everybody's team that they love and on the verge of making the playoffs. Let's go get a win and make the playoffs. Unless it kicks the Steelers out, then no. Steelers need to make it. We're going to make it, and we're going to get in the playoffs, and I can't wait to find out who we play. So thanks again, guys, for listening. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. This will be tweeted out on Friday with the picks um, and with what we think you guys should use for the win streaks app. So thanks again, guys, and we are out. Peace.